Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Badlands podcast, the only podcast out there that is 100% chiseled and is proudly back where it rightfully belongs here on the Chairshot Radio Network. I am Mags, and uh, joining me again, Mr. Paul Talley. Paul, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited again this week. This, this, this show gets me excited, you know. I look forward to this all week. Yeah, I mean, and and the listeners do too. Uh, yeah. The the amount of, uh, of of great comments and 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 praise that we're getting on Twitter for this show coming back. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm glad we did it. And the person to to thank for that after a week on um, assignment, shall we say, um, Mr. Ray Cash. Ray, how are you, sir? I love how we use assignment like we're like a real news station. <laughs> Ray Cash on assignment. <laughs> it's your boy. What? What's the weather like there? It's raining sideways. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's uh, what's my boy on uh, Family Guy? If y'all watch Family Guy, what's the weather like, Willie? It's bad. <laughs> um, good to be back. I'm so let me say this: I missed the shit out of y'all last week, and y'all had a doozy of a topic, and I hate I didn't get a chance to talk about it, but this one is gonna be fun. Well, I mean, before we get to that, give us some like a, a quick. Uh, footnotes of 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 your the the way you were thinking for for last week's topic. Remind me what it was again. <laughs> oh, so you you missed it that much. I have such a I have such a terrible short term memory. Remind oh. me what it was again. What was it? See, it's oh, not just me. <laughs> it's not just me. You absolute pair of assholes. Yeah, you're look, you're you're bringing up your Excel sheet to find exactly. out what it was. Go through the Twitter. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> I'm I'm looking for it now. I can't fucking find it. <laughs> oh. Okay, 
the first one, uh, I know I did the events didn't bother WWF. I know uh, it was the curtain call. Curtain call. Curtain call, yeah. It's a good one. Um, Heathens. You absolute heathens. I'll tell you this. Triple H becomes the top heel very quick. Much quicker. I think Triple H gets pushed very heavy. I don't think Waltman leaves for WCW. We didn't I think Waltman's on X Pac. We didn't even mention him, did we? Yeah. This is a, is a footnote in the wrestling world. That's why. Yeah. Well, he actually is low key. I know this is going to sound crazy considering how Hall and Nash created NWO. But Waltman was probably the biggest beneficiary because he got out of a bad contract, got into a great contract, and got the cushiest job ever being the bump guy for the NWO. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's... I mean, and then left that and came back and became X-Pac. Waltman's whole career was made off the curtain call if you really think about it. Yeah. 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 Um, true. I mean, he would have been stuck in that that uh, one, two, three kid um, mentality, wouldn't it? Would have sure would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sean, nothing would have Sean, Sean needed God, that sounds so fucked up to say to think and say, but Sean needed to break his back for the good of his life because he was gonna drink himself or do something to himself horribly the road he was going down. And breaking his back gave him the clarity to sit the fuck down, you know, find God if you really believe that or not. And figure himself out. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, if the curtain call doesn't happen, I don't think Sean, the curtain call made Sean even more Teflon. Because Sean felt like I did the one thing nobody in history has ever done. And you can't do shit about it. That don't happen. Sean's still Teflon, but he's not as Teflon as he was. And maybe Vince has more leverage to get through to him. And maybe with Hunter being an equal, because Hunter was a subordinate for so long. In the click, remember the reason the click was originally, excuse me, Sean and 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 uh, and Scott. Sean got Kevin hired. Waltman came on as a young boy. Hunter was the last of the five. Hunter was the guy driving the, the van, right? Hunter was the 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 Shane Douglas of the group. He really was, <laughs> right? Well, Shane Douglas was the Shane Douglas of the group. <laughs> yeah. <that's> the... <laughs> Shout, shout out to Shane Douglas and PJ Polacco. Um, but uh, I, I I think that if with Hunter's rise to stardom much earlier, maybe Hunter would have had the gravitas in the company to say, Sean, chill the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And consequently, yeah. here's one that you'll like. Here's one you really like. I I know this is I'm I know I'm twisting a lot of I'm twisting a lot of of threads and untying a lot of them, but some kind of way, you look at that, you look at Hunter being a top guy in '95 '96 and not in 2000 or '99. Look at Sean having people around him have not having the gravitas to continue to be a dick the way he was, and having people around him who may be able to tell him to chill the fuck out. I think you can flip that to 1998, and maybe Brett doesn't get screwed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's certainly something we talked about. Yep. Is yeah, we we we, can... we, we, we mentioned that uh, you know if Sean 
like you said, it made Sean Teflon. If 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 that hadn't happened, then would he have had the the confidence to be so ballsy on on the screw job? Well, so if you believe what we've learned, the screw job was all Hunter. Hunter put the bug in Vince's eye in Vince's ear. Sean was the last one to come along with it. Hunter and and Jim Cornette. Yes. And and Sean was the last one to go along with it. Well, Hebner was. Well, Hebner did go along with it. Hebner had no choice. But of the of the people who create who created the idea, Sean was the last one, right? Of, of I'm thinking of of Cornette and uh and 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 Hunter and maybe Pritchard. I don't know if he was involved, but then Vince and then Hunter and Sean was last. What but what what I'm what I, what I think changes is. Maybe Brett isn't champion at that moment, right? We have a new star in Hunter. We can change things around a bit. We have more. Hunter's not playing in the slop with the Godwins for a full year, right? Things are different now. And then on top of that, Austin's still building up. Austin will still become big. He may not have blown up with the 316 because of the King of the Ring, but he was headed to superstardom anyway. So I just feel like the roster may be different, may be layered differently, where we don't get put in that scenario where Brett has where Brett has to leave because of the contract, which Vince was cool with, but has to drop the, the, the title. I don't we may not be there, you know. Mm-hmm. In fact, here's one here's one for you. Maybe DX doesn't never happens. We we went down that line as well. Yeah. So we, I don't want to take up too much time on this Badlands because we have a lot of threads to weave here. But mm-hmm. I just think those are some of the things that I was thinking of when I was thinking of the curtain call. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's so much that you could think of. Um, but the one thing that doesn't change is I think everything WCW-wise happens. I don't think that affects anything. Well, we we had a slightly different tack with that and, and, and you can definitely go and check that back out in the archives. But... Um, I propose that that if the current call didn't happen, there wouldn't be as many kind of uh, issues with with Scott and Kevin kind of seeing their friends being punished. Uh, so that doesn't give them like th- that added ammunition to uh, to go along with attacking the WWE the way that hmm. they did. That is interesting. I didn't think about that. That may be that may be true. And and the, the best um, the best part of it for me was was one that Paul came up with that I didn't even consider, and that, that's the effect it had on on Mick Foley and Mankind. Hmm, he was a yeah. Well, look at us. Anyway, go and check out that episode in in, in the archive, and and the uh, the reason why I, I, I wanted your kind of take on it is obviously. One because you you are uh, an integral part of this team and uh, you you missed last week's episode so it was cool to get your kind of thoughts on it. But two, um, the 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 overlord of uh, of uh, chair shot pitched uh, an idea recently to to us three that uh, he would take our uh, topics. Uh, and he would do an article on him, kind of after the fact, his kind of uh, general thoughts. Uh, and uh, I, I went back to him and, and, and said, maybe it'd be an idea that we talk about your picks for that topic, uh, just for like a, a five, ten minute segment, see if uh, we agree, disagree with uh, with what uh, Mr. Mr. DeMarco thinks about 
about the the topics we put forward. And that's going to be fun because us three are fans. I've stepped foot in the ring. I've done some stuff with a promotion before, Mm -hmm. but like nothing regular. Greg is an indie promoter and has been for 15 plus years. (laughs) So it's it's gonna be cool to see the mind of actual promoter thinking about what we're doing. Yeah, Yeah, that's that should be fun. Completely different perspective. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's uh that's for a future episode uh when we're on the here and now. Um and uh last week it was your choice, Paul. Um do you want to tell the the listeners what your what your pick was? Do you remember what your pick was? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the event that the pick was at? <laughs> Let me just look it up. <laughs> so we've going back to WrestleMania 30. And the what if is what if Brock Lesnar does not end the streak? That's big, bro. That I think look just real quick, round the horn. I think that that is the greatest accomplishment in pro wrestling history. It's beating the streak. What do y'all think? Ooh, greatest in history. It's, it's certainly up there. The reason I say that is because people win titles all the cha- all the time. Jack Swagger is a world champion. That don't mean shit, right? There's there's not really a lot of things that you can win in, in kayfabe in professional wrestling that are really bigger than championships. The streak was bigger than the championship, I think. It, 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 it was the focus of WrestleMania. It became the focus of WrestleMania. 21 years. And to break that, and by the way, I was there. I was at WrestleMania 30. So Were you? Yeah. I didn't know that. I was there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was It was a hell of a weekend. I'll tell you that story later. It was, it was a hell of, New Orleans? It's a weekend, yes. So before we get into the topic, I've got actually a, a, a quick couple of questions for you. Um, so not trivia, Brock, is it? <laughs> no, it's it, 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 Brock Lesnar wrestled <laughs> can the Rock at SummerSlam 2002. Yeah, can okay? you name every pay per view match that Brock's ever had? No, um, <laughs> since he returned in uh, uh, 2012, um, at Extreme Rules, how many matches, um, uh, had Brock had since then? Can you repeat the question? <laughs> so, so Brock returned. Brock spent uh, some time out from the WWE. Didn't he came back at Extreme Rules. Yeah. Um. So, how many matches has he had up to then, like up to now, from 2012? Since for, between 2012 and now. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. You have to fill in the. Uh... The, the, you have to fill in the, the calculation do, do, time do, with some uh, do, 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 idle can, chatter. Do, do, can I give a guess? Do, 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 do. Go on. Yeah, I mean, there's no points um, up for grabs. Just to give me a, a number. I'm going to go with 57. That's actually not far off. The answer's 65. Oh, wow. I would have gone nowhere near. So, so the reason... That, let me tell you how I came up with that answer. I'm go sorry. On. Go on. I'm going to tell you how I came up with that answer. Brock usually wrestles at least five matches a year. Mm-hmm. Right? 2021, 2012 to 2021 is 10 years. If you count the year 2012. So if you do five times 10, that's 50. Then there are some years where he wrestled a lot more than five. Than five. So I figured it's got to be somewhere close to 60. Mm-hmm. And you look at your boy, make it, make it. That's, that's, this, is, this is not Steiner math. This is cash math. 
<laughs> I like that. I like the technique. My technique was I was just going to shout shout out seventeen, just a random number. <laughs> shout out a random number with no thought process behind it whatsoever. And um, I'm so glad I didn't. He's fought Roman Reigns seven times alone, bro. Seventeen times alone. So uh, in that same period from uh, 2012 Extreme Rules, how many matches has the Undertaker had up to up to now? Clearly, he's retired, but uh, how many has he had? From 2012 to now. From 2012 to now. 17. <laughs> That's actually not bad. That's not a bad guess. It's 24. <laughs> 24, okay. <laughs> anyway, a little bit of trivia for you there, folks. Uh, but yeah, I've, got a, so... I've got a question for you. We'll get to the topic in a minute. Okay. I've got a question. But blast from the past, okay? 10 years time. So just go f- whatever 10 years time is, 20 2030-something. Will will Brock Lesnar be on the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers? He should be. Can I I tell you an open secret? He should be now. He should be now. Wow. I mean, he he, he checks all the boxes. He draws money. He's won every championship. He's legitimate. As fuck, ah, he changed well, the business. That's a big one. Yeah. Who did he replace then? Right. So, so obviously, we did two years worth of podcasts. We f- found it was Flair, Hogan, um, Austin, and The Rock. Who did he replace? Flair. Oh, wow. Flair was our, our, our number one. Flair was Flair was dead cert. I'm look, and I, I'm not gonna lie. Maybe some of this is it. it, it maybe some of this um, is based on my personal feelings about Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. But in the modern era of professional wrestling, I'm so sorry about everything before '82. So I'm sorry. In the modern era, in the WrestleMania era of professional wrestling, you can tell the story of wrestling without Ric Flair. Uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. Think about it. Legitimately, what has Ric Flair done that if you were to write down the, if you were to write down a time capsule for the aliens when they come and destroy the planet in, in 200, in 2000 years, and you would say this was professional wrestling from 1982, 83, from WrestleMania 1 to, to 2021, what did Ric Flair do? That you had to that the world the world could not be told without telling that story. It's not on there. Nothing, nothing of note that is like I put to you the woo off from well, TNA. <laughs> well, yeah, if you want to laugh, good point. That's a good point. I, also, I, the, I, the, I, I, make sense. the further we go into wrestling history becoming WWE, which is the the, the further we go into the future, the more the reality that becomes. Sure. Rick Rick Flair was never there, really. Mm. Yeah. And I'm not even just talking about WWE. I'm talking about professional wrestling in general. Because people in W you you can you can put if you can you can't tell the story of you can't tell the story of professional wrestling without Sting. And I say that because what what's the, the transformation Sting did from Crow Sting to uh, 
Crowsting from servicing to Crowsting, and the 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 subsequent Starcade match is something in wrestling history that will be remembered forever. That's important in the history of being told of being told. So like, and Sting is not nowhere on 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 close to the to the Mount Rushmore as a professional wrestler. It's, it 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 doesn't have to just be WWE. I just don't. I just think if you look at accomplishments. If you look at big moments. If you look at importance of what someone did. There's nothing. I mean, I'll give you. There's one thing I can give you, and that's the 1992 Royal Rumble. That's it. But ultimately, is that the great? I'd argue Royal Rumble wins. Yeah. Yeah, but that that was a significant one, winning the winning the title. Um, but yeah, I, I I do get the point, and I think it's that's always going to be an argument uh, that. That happens through for the rest of time, uh, because you're limiting yourself to four picks out of the hundreds of thousands of people who've ever wrestled. It's you're always going to find arguments to and uh, for uh, why a wrestler should be or shouldn't be on 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 the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, we found that over two years. Yeah, but we need a modern era wrestler on there eventually. Mm-hmm. We need because... a, we need ten. Picks. We need a top. We need okay. Mount Rushmore to be huge you and just have how, ten picks. You we need how small that damn mountain is. You want it to be bigger. <laughs> we needed Trump to carve his face on there. I, I, I was sure he was going to do it, and then we could have expanded ours to five. Apparently, in Trump's office, uh, there is a, a a brass or cast iron kind of like um, statue of Mount Rushmore with his face on on. I got a company. A company actually made him one and sent it to him. I gotta tell you, that pops me so hard. That is funny as fuck. <laughs> that he went out of his way to do that. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. If we ever, if we ever revive the old format, it can be wrestling. <laughs> wrestling's, wrestling's uh, Donald Trump's brass statue. Hey, <laughs> it's canon now. If, if look, if if he put it on there, it's canon. Well, I don't think anything Donald Trump does is canon. He he well, doesn't remember what he said from week to week. So anyway, let's uh, let's not get political. Let's talk some some wrestling. So seeing as it was your topic, Paul, um, get us off. Guard the way. What is a WrestleMania? Who is a Brock Lesnar? What is wrestling? <laughs> Where do we start? I went all I went all over the place with this. So. We'll obviously just start with the streak. Um, which, so we, we, we so the, the rule was that it couldn't be ended earlier. So mm-hmm. Undertaker goes into the match with Brock Lesnar with the streak. He defeats Brock Lesnar, so he still has the streak coming out of that. So he goes. So not the streak, but his, his future WrestleMania matches are Bray Wyatt, Shane McMahon, Roman Reigns, who did beat him. John Cena and AJ Styles. So I started off just thinking, well, if, it, if the rest of the timeline remains the same, which one of those ends the streak? And I can only okay. narrow it down to two. Either Bray or obviously Roman. Um, okay. And I think I, I think it, it would have done a lot for both both of them. I think I think Bray Wyatt would have it would have it would have cemented. It's almost like a passing of 
it would be like a passing of the torch to Bray Wyatt as the next big mystical character that yeah, Bray that. Wyatt n- never really got. He never got never got that rub off anyone really. Um, and as we know, he's now he's now gone, unfortunately. Um, and at the time it happened, I don't think I don't think Roman Reigns beating Undertaker. <sighs> It, it it did do a lot for him, but it, in a way, it didn't because the fans just didn't take it. They didn't take they didn't they didn't take it well. So, <laughs> of of that selection, and I'm gonna I'm gonna come back later and say about what what different realities there could have been. But of that selection, I would have had him lose it the next year to Bray Wyatt. Interesting. Very four. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. So that, um, the way I've approached this is, is I've built a timeline. I've gone f- essentially from... WrestleMania 30, all the way through the the, the subsequent pay per views leading up to um, WrestleMania 31. Wow! Um, so I've done a, essentially a year's booking. Um, it's 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 a story. I mean, we can we can get into it if 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 you're ready to to hear my uh, my way of thinking with this. Let me get comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Sit back, get your hot chocolate. Uh, we, we're going to do a deep dive. Get, get so, your stack cubes. Well, <laughs> never do that. Never, ever do that. That's horrific. Um, so, yeah, let's go back to WrestleMania 30, where uh, when uh, Tolly proposed the, 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 the change of the timeline would happen. Um, so we'd still have uh, the same epic match. We'd still have the sa- a lot of the same spots. Um, like the Hell's Gate being broken uh, by bro- uh, essentially lifting and power bombing, uh, the the counter of the the old school into the F5. Uh, we definitely still get the laugh off because that is just absolutely iconic. Um, but uh, where it starts to differ for me is uh, when uh, Brock goes for that third F5. Uh, that's where Taker is able to counter into a tombstone, get the victory. Uh, we still get the moment where the crowd are stunned into silence. We don't get any audio. Um, we get the graphic still, but this time, obviously, it doesn't read 21 and 1. It reads 22 and 0. And then we get Justin Roberts saying, uh, here is your winner, uh, The Undertaker. But instead of the booze, uh, we get we get massive cheers. So then we get to the Raw next, next night. Uh, you don't see anything of Brock, you don't see anything of Undertaker, but you get Michael Cole and the commentary team really kind of are pushing that these two had gone through hell and that uh, using the old WWE trope of they may never be the same again. Um, so then we're heading to Extreme Rules. Uh, Extreme Rules goes pretty much as planned uh, because uh, Brock and, and Taker uh, are still on the shelf. 
Uh, so you still get the Shield versus Evolution. You still get Daniel Bryan um, uh, retaining his, his title against Kane. Going to payback. Uh, we get the the, the same storyline with Bryan versus the McMahons, uh, but instead of the ridiculous kind of a surrender your title or your wife is fired bullshit, uh, you get... Uh, uh, more of a storyline where Daniel Bryan has to prove he's capable of defending the title or he's going to be stripped, um, which leads to what happens. He's he's unable to to defend. The title becomes vacant, as it did on uh, on in the same timeline. I think it was June the 9th, the episode of Raw, where he was officially stripped. So then we go to Money in the Bank, where we had uh, the ladder match to uh, to say who, who was the new champion, won by Lol Cena wins. Uh, as we all know, um, but instead of that, I went with the cult leader Bray Wyatt winning that match, uh, throwing Cena off the top of the ladder, getting a little bit of revenge for the the WrestleMania defeat he, he had at WrestleMania 30. Um, but as Bray's music plays, we get uh, a little bit of lights flickering, uh, a bit of audio distortion, um, which which usually means a challenger is gonna is gonna step up uh but um nothing happens that that day we just get the lights flickering and then it goes back to normal brace celebrating with the title so then we go to battleground that's the next pay-per-view um and in the run-up to that uh jericho still returns um he is hell-bent on wanting to face uh, Bray Wyatt. So the commentary hint that the flickering lights and the audio issues were because of Jericho. Um, but they don't specifically say it was because of Jericho. They just hint at it. Um, so we we still get uh, the, the match between Bray and Jericho, but uh, Bray is able to um, defeat Jericho. Um, and then once he wins at, at Battleground, we get the light flickering again, but this time it's more prominent, more kind of a, almost like lightning. Uh, and then you hear the Bray Wyatt theme music, but you also hear kind of like an overlay of really heavy footsteps. So then we're on the run into SummerSlam. Um, and then we get weeks of kind of mad games where, where, uh, these audio and 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 um, these visual kind of uh, tropes are really sending Bray into almost into the brink of insanity. He's becoming paranoid, kind of a shell of that that uh, that cult leader that he that he, he was. Starts mistrusting his own his own faction. Uh, becomes a little bit isolated. Starts cutting long rambling promos about. Um, not being able to sleep and, and a spectre haunting his dreams. Um, and over the, over the weeks, uh, he, he becomes more and more detailed with these, with these uh, promos saying that uh, essentially the visions were masked in, in smoke and shadow. But as the weeks go by, he, he sees the face of these, uh, of this spectre and he knows who it is. And he demands that the undertaker comes out. Uh, from the shadows to to face him man to man, um, the the bell tolls at the end of the the go home episode of Raw for for um, SummerSlam. Um, SummerSlam comes around, Undertaker um, beats Bray Wyatt in a in a war, becomes the the new heavyweight champion. 
So then we go to Night of Champions, which is next. Um, Bray um, still being tormented by this uh, by this loss to the Undertaker. Um, that torment is kind of uh, added on to by Chris Jericho, who was uh, who has spent the last few weeks taking out all the members of the Wyatt family, uh, meaning that Bray was alone this time. He's not he's not just isolated himself. He actually was alone. Nobody in his corner to 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 back him up. So he's fighting this war on two fronts, uh, but he's he's hell bent on getting that title back. So he demands that Undertaker gives him a title shot. Uh, he says he's not afraid of the Taker anymore. Uh, he knows his weak points and he knows he can beat him. So Taker agrees to the match at Night of Champions, and Bray comes within a hair's breadth of, of winning the match. Uh, but Jericho interferes, uh, costs Bray the match which then continues the Bray and Jericho feud, but we still have Taker as a, as a champion. So then we get into Hell in a Cell. Uh, we don't uh, see Taker at Hell in a Cell. It goes pretty much as, as it does in the standard timeline, where uh, Cena uh, beats Randy Orton to become number one contender, uh, and that kind of draws the ire of the authority. Uh, going into Survivor Series now, uh, we've got uh, Cena uh, being targeted by the authority uh, in the run-up to Survivor Series. Uh, and he agrees to put his number one contendership on the line against Seth, which is Triple H's chosen one at the time. Uh, and if, if the architect wins, uh, he gets a title shot. But if Cena wins, uh, the authority have to relinquish their con control of the company. We don't get the ridiculous five-on-five match. We don't get the, the stipulation where Cena's uh, teammates' uh, careers are on the line, but Cena himself was uh, was safe. We don't get any kind of a nonsensical appearance of Sting uh, for him to only be kind of buried in the in the, in the the months uh, after that. It's just a simple case of the best man wins. And at Survivor Series, John Cena is that best man. Ah, so you're with me up to now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So going into TLC, um, and um, the battle between um, the authority and Cena is over, uh, and Cena uses his uh, title contendership to to challenge Taker. Um, we get the 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 horrible trope of the champion coming out first, which is something that we we all detest, uh, and we get the spectacle of a, a Taker B level uh, pay per view entrance. But then when Cena's music hits, there's no Cena. Cena doesn't come out. The music starts up again. Still no Cena. We we cut to Undertaker in the ring, looking confused, like, where's where's my opponent? Uh, and then on the Titan Tron, uh, we see uh, essentially a camera uh, shot where the, the cameraman is, is frantic, running to, to, the, to the back. And we see a, a battered and bloody Cena uh, being attended to by medics. Uh, clearly, he's been brutally attacked. Uh, he's quickly bundled into a, an ambulance that heads off to uh, a, a local medical facility, not a hospital, a local medical facility. Of course. Um, Where you get so the best treatment. The, exactly. Um, so the camera pans to follow the ambulance leaving the arena, uh, and we get a glimpse of, uh, of the car park in the distance. And you see a, a black Lincoln Town car crawling uh, into into camera shot, uh, and you uh, the camera zooms in to see uh, see who's in the car, and you see the the rear window quickly rolling up. 
but you you do spot who is sat in the in the back of that car. Very very distinctive person. It's Paul Heyman. Yeah. So we then head into Royal Rumble, uh, and after weeks of goading the Undertaker, trying to get a rematch uh, for his WrestleMania defeat. Brock eventually does get what he wants. He gets that that rematch uh, with the Deadman, uh, and after a, 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 a fight that that you could compare favorably with their WrestleMania match, Brock defeats uh, Taker and takes the takes the title home with the with the the Undertaker essentially being left for dead. Um, further on the pay per view, we still get Roman winning the Royal Rumble. Um, so then we are going into Fastlane, the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania. Uh, we've got Roman as the lineal uh, challenger, uh, but Undertaker is hell-bent on, on finding a way back to Brock. Um, Lesnar uh, does uh, what Lesnar does best, and he mocks Taker, laughs at him, refuses point-blank to, to face uh, Undertaker, not only at Fastlane, but in Brock's own words, he will never face The Undertaker again. A frustrated Undertaker can only see one way one way out of this. He has to find a way to force himself into that title picture. And that, that pathway runs through Roman Reigns. So Taker challenges Roman to put that number one con- contendership on the line. Roman brushes it off. Absolutely not. Dismisses uh, The Undertaker's demands. So Taker beats Roman up, leaves him bleeding. Taker threatens to re- uh, remove Roman from the title picture permanently if he doesn't give him the shot. So Roman agrees to a match at Fastlane, but it's a last man standing match. Winner takes all. So we have a brutal war uh, between uh, Roman and Undertaker where they both end up beating the living hell out of each other, both blooded, both bruised, both battered but we don't get a definitive winner because neither man is able to answer that 10 count. So in the weeks running into WrestleMania 31, we've got Brock again, smarmy, cocky Brock laughing because he's, there's no challenger to his title. There's no definitive winner to the, to the fast lane match. So it's going to be an easy day at the office for, for the beast incarnate. But just as he and, and Paul Heyman are leaving the ring, we hear the, the familiar sounds of world laugh hit the, hit the arena. Seeing us back, thinking that they've, we've got the, the opponent, the crowd are absolutely enraptured. But that reaction is very short-lived when Cena reveals that he's not been cleared to compete and he may never be cleared again. The, the attack was that brutal. So that look of fear from Brock and, and Paul kind of turns back into the sneers. They 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 think they've they've won, but Cena does drop another bombshell that he's back in the WWE, but not as a wrestler. He's there to fill the void that was left after he uh, he basically caused the implosion of the authority. So he's the new general manager. So. Over the coming weeks, Cena deliberates over who will be Brock's challenger. Uh, eventually, he decides that both Undertaker and Roman will be in that title match. So we get to San Francisco. Uh, Brock's title on the line. Taker's streak on the line. 
And as we, uh, after a brutal war, we come to the finish. We've got Roman Reigns slumped in the corner, absolutely spent, just laughless. Taker and Brock are going at it tooth and nail. And in a in the kind of revisit to their uh, their match from the WrestleMania previous, Brock goes for the F5. Taker counters it into a tombstone. But just as he's about to drop Brock on his stack of dams, Roman spears both of them whilst Brock is in in the in the position for the tombstone. Uh, Brock takes the brunt of this damage, obviously, uh, but it knocks Taker off his feet. Taker staggers to to get back to his feet and he's put down with a Superman punch. Roman pins Taker. Roman wins the the World Heavyweight title, but more importantly, Roman breaks the streak. And on the the post-Mania Raw, we get a very similar scene that we would have got three years down the line when Roman is booed for damn near 10 minutes before hitting the the famous five-word sentence, this is my yard now. Oh, goosebumps. The greatest promos of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we actually, uh, for a, a quiz we did, uh, I timed how long that was, and it's it's nearly eight minutes of constant booing. Every time he lifts the mic up, they boo more, and he just brings it back down. Mm-hmm. He's just looking he's at there. him. He's yeah. there. They, yeah. He has the whole crowd there in the palm of his hand. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, so, yeah, that's thank my storyline. Thank you, Vince. I, I think there's a lot of sense in there. There's, there's a lot, lot of sense. There's a lot of wackiness as well. <laughs> <laughs> John Cena yeah, is the GM, really. That was that came out of nowhere. But I appreciate you bringing full circle him killing the authority. I look at you. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and also the issue he had with Brock. He could have easily. I could have easily gone with he faced Brock, but no, I thought I'd throw in a little curveball. But it essentially leads to the the same kind of idea that that Paul had that that Roman is is the guy to to break that streak. He should have been that guy in the first place. Okay. I like that. Is it is it on me or did you have some more you wanted to go with Paul? No, I was, I was just going to talk talk through a bit talk through a bit of that. I wasn't expecting a okay. full on uh wasn't expecting a full on uh booking. I'm impressed. Ah, I, I said I was going in deep on this. The the minute you mentioned it as a topic, my mind started working on how do we get to the street being broke. And, so what happened? And, what happened to Bray Wyatt? Bray Wyatt ended up uh, having a little run as as the as champion, which he did in in uh, in real life. And he ended up having a, a feud with Chris Jericho. Okay, so would that have been a WrestleMania match? Um, I don't know if it, it lasted that long. Um, because no, because it, the, 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 they had a steel cage like steel cage match like the month after or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it yeah. was done, so it wasn't very okay. long. I mean, I, I also didn't book Zack Ryder as well, so I can't no, remember I, every, every wrestler. I was just, I was interested <laughs> in Bray because I, I picked Bray to, to end the streak in my, it wasn't a fantasy booking, but uh, just in, a, in my what if. And uh, obviously he was Undertaker's opponent the following year. So I was, I, I was, I was, I was listening out for Bray and then, uh, and then. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I wanted to keep it as, 
as kind of uh, close to the original timeline. I didn't want to get to a point where I was rebooking the everything that happened, just um, just seeing where where I would have gone from from Undertaker not losing at, at, at WrestleMania and, and how how that that next year, I suppose, would have panned out. Yeah, I mean, Ray said that the, the biggest achievement of all time, ending the streak, yep. in yours, Roman ends the streak and wins the title. So that's mm-hmm. that undoubtedly the biggest. I'm here. I'm a look. And reclaims his yard. And reclaims his yard. The the what, what was it called? The, the what was they called? Thirty three. The greatest uh, um, property dispute in wrestling history. <laughs> I, I I need to I need to ask a question though. Mm-hmm. From a fan perspective, knowing the fans as we do, Undertaker losing it in a triple threat. I know he was the one who got pinned. That's a good point. Would it have the same gravitas okay. as what but... as what as what Brock did? And it doesn't necessarily have to have the same gravitas because um, it's a, it's a what if Brock didn't but, didn't win it. But people may feel cheated. That it wasn't yeah. one. That's a good point, and and that could be a, a, a storyline to to continue a um, a taker and, and Roman feud that you only beat me at at WrestleMania because Brock did the majority of the damage. So we get to WrestleMania thirty two and we get Roman versus Taker. You're gonna are have you? to give it, you're gonna have to give us the year. You're gonna have to give us the full year. Are you are you are you pulling a dusty finish on the streak? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh my god! <laughs> it, it it the the streak is as dusty as as a ball. I mean, the guy beat he beat Jane Gonzalez as part of the streak by disqualification. So it's as oh, dusty as ever. A win is a win, Playboy. Well, you take it out, you can get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The fact that he was able to get eight minutes with Gonzalez is mm-hmm. impressive. It's, yeah, and ridiculous at the same time. Oh, they should have gone full circle. Imagine that someone ended the streak with chloroform. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if Jan Gonzalez was the was the <laughs> mystery opponent and beat the streak. <laughs> oh man, full circles. I like full circles. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Oh, man. Okay. Um, your turn, right? All right. I don't know if I could. If I, 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 I do have quite a tangled weave, a web of weaves and weaves of webs and whatnot. So, I'm starting from WrestleMania 30. Good point to start. But I bring that up because it's important to note that if you've noticed historically, the on the tens of the manias, there's a shift in, 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 in booking, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. WrestleMania 10 is where Brett finally gets the championship, right? Man, to be his first championship, I can't remember, but you know what I'm saying. Like that's the one where the there's no Hogan, there's no uh, Warrior, Savage is in a match with Crush at the beginning of the show. Like this is it's different now. No, no WrestleMania tens alter was Brett versus Owen. I don't mean literally. You know what I'm saying. I'm just saying Savage <laughs> isn't in the main event. Savage is main event. Yeah, yeah. It's almost um, like an era, isn't it? Like a new like era a, starts. Exactly. That era changes. Sean and, and Razor and whatnot. WrestleMania 20. We finally going with these smaller guys that deserve it. And Eddie and Voldemort. We're finally giving them they got the reins. 30. Brian beats it all and defeats the authority. B plus player is actually a champion. And excuse me, um Brock. But it's also the so I'm you think about that when I'm thinking about this because we're I'm booking the way I the way I see my what if is a change in philosophy and booking and era. Remember too, punk is gone right before, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so clearly it has to start with Taker beating Brock. Well, Big Bang will be done with that. That's the rule. Mm-hmm. So it's important to note that. Brock was kind of languishing a bit before that match with with Taker. He was winning, but you know he had come off of of a of a, of a, a not a very fondly looked upon feud with Triple H. He wasn't really he wasn't at his at his highest form. Nowhere near, nowhere near, and. He, he wasn't really winning either. He lost a few to Cena. He lost a few to Triple H, ultimately. Well, he won two out of three. He won two out of three matches, so he won it. It just, he lost the match you remember. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I guess, maybe the most <laughs> important one. But um, but anyway, so him being in the streak was the precursor to him creating Suplex City at SummerSlam that year. Well, that clearly doesn't happen because Brock doesn't have that springboard. So SummerSlam, I have a Brock versus Undertaker rematch. Now, the reason Taker didn't wrestle after 
that match was because he was so heavily concussed and so hurt from that match that he had to take off so much time. Well, I don't, he's not concussed if Brock doesn't F5 him three fucking times. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, in, in, in the, the actual timeline, we got Taker and Brock at SummerSlam as well, didn't we? Yeah, but it wasn't that year. It was like two, it was two years later. Was it? Yep. Because that year was the year Brock won the championship. Oh, it was the year Cena. after. No, mm-hmm. you're out. You're out. Yeah. It's the, it was the year after, yeah. So instead of that, I have Brock versus Taker in a rematch. Mm-hmm. And I have Cena versus Roman Reigns for the championship. Now, the okay. reason I have that is because the, the show before was like a champions when they had the Fatal 4-Way with Cena, Roman, Orton, and Kane. And at the end of the match... Roman almost won the match, but Cena snuck away to win. At the end of the match, the show ends with them looking at each other and Cena basically giving them now, like, yeah, I know, bitch, you coming for this shit. Okay. So if you remember the 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 um WrestleMania uh, SummerSlam 2014 was big because it had five main events. Um, and it was kind of the first real vestiges of the shield finally getting their um uh comeuppance, right? So it was the Ambrose versus uh, Seth uh, Lumberjack match. Roman finally got his one-on-one with Orton. I would have that happen on a Raw for the number one contendership, and then Roman gets the title match at, at that, right? Everything else can stay the same. Brock beats Taker because, you know, he's got to get something. And then Roman beats Cena. Vince says, let's go with the young guys, okay? Going forward, going to the Rumble, who decides to come back and make himself known? Daniel Bryan, okay? Daniel Bryan wins the Royal Rumble. The Rumble that we all want him to win. The Rumble that he was eliminated early on by Bray Wyatt because, as fans think, well, they didn't want him in the main event, okay? Okay. So right now we're looking at Roman versus Brian for the championship, right? Now, everything between, if you look at what happened with, because he faced uh, Bray Wyatt at 31, right? Scratch that. I did. Who made, who, well, you literally you did. Who made their debut at WrestleMania 31? Sting. More trivia. That no, st- go, right? no, it's Sting. Mm-hmm. We finally get, finally get the. Uh, I I never cared for it. I never wanted it. But that big final, that big um, feud or match between Sting and Taker. Okay, mm-hmm. we get that at thirty-one. Of course, Taker wins. Okay. Um, and at the Rumble, I mean, at, at, the, at, at Mania, Seth cashes in like he did and wins the title, which leads to Roman turning heel. Think about that, okay? okay. Because Roman turns heel that uh, pissed off that his moment was screwed by his former brother. Daniel comes becomes a bigger babyface, so on and so forth. Big baby, whatever, okay. So that's that. Fast forward. Oh, one, one, there's one other major moment that happens right before WrestleMania 31. 
And that's Brock Lesnar announcing that he resigned because his contract was up after WrestleMania 31. In this world, Brock doesn't resign. So Brock he has... To, he's all elite. Damn, all the way in 20... <laughs> <laughs> was he just sitting there waiting in Jacksonville for them to bring a, make a take for the company? No, he goes back to UFC for one last run. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll come back eventually, I'm sure, but he goes back to UFC for one last run. Uh, and whoever he wrestles at WrestleMania is, it could be Bray Wyatt. It's not, it's not consequential, right? Necessarily to the story. But it's important to note that you know, what is the law of thermodynamics? Uh, matter isn't created nor destroyed. It can only be changed or whatever. If yep. you go one way and things change, you got to go the other way. If Brock got springboarded because of the streak, him losing that match would seemingly take him the other way. And a Brock being, Exactly. And Brock being a businessman, Vince gave him the win at, at, Summer, at SummerSlam over, over Taker as a make good in this situation. But he's thinking, well, look, my time here is finished. We'll talk about this another time. But I'm going to go do something I care about. All right. WrestleMania 32. Who comes back for WrestleMania 32? Shane McMahon. Why does Shane McMahon come back for WrestleMania 32? Seth Rollins gets hurt. John Cena is hurt. Everybody and their mama hurt. And they need a big marquee match for The Undertaker. Who's the one superstar that didn't have a match at WrestleMania 32? Bray Wyatt. Don't say you're having chairman member in the street. No, hell no. No. In fact, it's quite the opposite. It's quite the opposite. Shane McMahon doesn't come back. Daddy, will you love me? I beat the streak. Now you have to love me. Wee! As he jumps off the cage. No, I don't think Shane McMahon comes back. Not then. Maybe he comes back at a backstage capacity, but him coming back was such a big moment. But he literally, he came back because Vince made the call and said, hey, man, I need you. He, that call is not made if they already have something set. And you have Undertaker, who just beat, who has not lost a streak, so he's still top level, isn't getting hurt because he ain't getting dropped on his head three, four times a night. And just beat the last vestiges of the one person everybody wants to see him wrestle, right? Bray versus Taker, as Paul said at the beginning of the show, was something that was always inevitably having to happen because they're both the big, scary, spooky guy of the time. Mm-hmm. It happened at 31 because, honestly, it happened at 31 because they wanted to give Sting an extra year to get in and they they wanted to run Sting Taker at and in Dallas. Sting's from Dallas, Taker's from Houston, hundred thousand people. Sting just got hurt. It just happened that way. That for those of you listening, that's the real thing that happened. That's why this that's why they both fought other people at WrestleMania 31. Not because Hunter wanted to get his no, because they had a plan. The plan didn't work. In this situation, you have a bigger situation at hand because after the streak was broken, it was basically all uh we got to get what we can get with Taker, right? Because Taker was hurt, streak was broken. You don't know how long he wants to do this. Now Taker will tell you. He he said in in, in many interviews, the the streak changed the way I was thinking about things. You know, I thought about it. Should I really be doing this anymore? 
he didn't lose a streak. Taker, Taker would be wrestling till he's 95 if he never lost the streak because he's a, such an old OG. He's going to go down until the ship sinks. 100,000 people. You get a souped-up Bray Wyatt. You could even have Kane at the ringside. Versus uh, souped-up Bray Wyatt with the Wyatt family. You can even have Kane at ringside for Taker. Bing, bang, boom. Your big marquee match. Bray Wyatt breaks the streak in front of 100,000 people. Mm-hmm. Undertaker Huge. retires after the match by doing everything he did at 33. And that's his that's his swan song at home in Texas in front of 102,000 people. What else I got here? I got some of something I got written down. Uh, That's huge. Then he comes back six months later, uh, super sure down to get that million dollar check from the Saudis. (laughs) Well, if you remember, Saudi Arabia was not a thing. We didn't think about that. But so much of so much of the reason Taker kept coming back was because he wanted to go out on Mm -hmm. in, in a way that he felt was fitting. Yeah, right. He kept. The matches he kept losing, he kept performing so horribly. He didn't want to leave a legacy like that. Then have a really, then have, then he'd have a really good match. So I could do this some more. Mm-hmm. I think that if he doesn't lose to Brock and he doesn't lose that confidence, he keeps building it up. He finally gets that match with Sting he always wanted, and he gives the streak to a person. And don't get me wrong, Brock used the streak fantastically well because he went on a run of all runs. But somebody that he could give back to the business too, and I say that because. Brock is almost the same age as Taker. Bray is the was the new guard. You give back. Now you have a new superstar in Seth Rollins who just won your championship. A new superstar in Roman Reigns who won the title in his first championship match and carried on. You got Brian back. Well, I don't know if Brian's still wrestling because whatever happened to him by it happened. But at least Brian finally gets what fans wanted him to have, which is a rumble a rumble win. And now you got Bray, who finally gets cemented as that guy. Finally. Because you you again another another salient point, Paul said nobody ever put Bray over as that person. And now granted, his gimmick was such that didn't need wins or didn't want wins, quite frankly. But ultimately, you have to get over with the crowd in in the sense of the crowd has to believe that you are what you say you are. And yeah. the Bray Wyatt gimmick died because you kept talking and talking and talking and talking and not bagging shit up. Legitimate, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so yeah, so I think Taker would be completely content hanging it up and being like, all right, I appreciate y'all, we out of here. But would Vince be content in that? Because Vince is, is the guy who, who trotted out Undertaker year in, year out because he needed a spectacle. We'll see. While what you said is is factually correct, it is in fact incorrect. Vince didn't try to Undertaker. Vince called Taker, and Taker said yes yeah. because he yeah. thought he had to. Mm-hmm. Taker would. I think in this scenario, Taker wouldn't feel like I had to say yes because yeah. he finished the job. It, Taker, it, in his mind, a, never finished the job. Yeah, it, it was a good kind of like bookend yes. to his yeah. career. Okay, but. In this timeline, then, mm-hmm. where uh, so Brock Lesnar doesn't end the streak, uh, 
does does Vince need Undertaker more to stay on? And does the, does Undertaker see the need to stay on more? Because what you've done here now is you've removed Brock Lesnar, has he become, mm-hmm. from those WrestleMania cards in the future. You, 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 you said it exactly right, Ray. The... the it was, it was the it was the two things. Firstly, breaking the streak put Brock Lesnar on a whole other level to what he was doing beforehand. He was nowhere near, nowhere near that that level of just you know, dominant, undefeatable monster. And then he backed it up with the the squash of Cena mm-hmm. at SummerSlam, which was you know, a, f- a few months later, wasn't it? And no one's ever squashed John Cena. Mm-hmm. So removing that Lesnar. Mm-hmm. From WWE, essentially, I mean, in, in in your booking, he actually does leave. He goes to UFC mm-hmm. um, for a run. Does, what impact does that have on on future WrestleManias? And, and does that mean Undertaker can't can't uh, hang up the hang up the hat and the boots? That's that's a very great point. Very good question. And Taker very well may be swayed, but I don't think he'll feel this sense of debt the way he did taker extended his career so long because he kept feeling like he was he was letting vince down you put me out here you give me this you made me who i am you give me this platform that and you put me in situations that i could have never dreamed and i keep letting you down in situations that are the best i'll let you down at wrestlemania 30 because i got concussed right I let you down at 31 because i wasn't healthy i let you down at 32 i didn't let you down at 32 32 was what it was everybody was hurt Right, but we did the best we could in the situation. Let you down at 33 because I was an old shell of a man. 34 was I felt good, but like I, I felt good. But the story we 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 told and we built we built meant that that was more about re, rebuilding the 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 legacy of the Undertaker more so than giving the fans what they wanted to see. Right. So so much of him coming back was well, I feel bad because I'm letting you down. In, in this situation, none of this is let down. Him and him and Brock have a good match. He doesn't get concussed. 31, him, him and Sting have the legendary match they always wanted to have. He doesn't get hurt. 32, he has a, a good, a really good to great match with, with uh Bray putting over a new star. But that's why at the very beginning of, of my of this pitch or this what if I that I'm I'm pitching to you, gentlemen, I mentioned to you the change in culture and and, and uh, era of the tens i and i feel like vince would say i still got cena he's still here rock is back because don't forget rock came back for a little bit because rock wrestled at 32 it was eight seconds but he wrestled at 32 right and now i have a superstar roman reigns quicker than i made him a superstar i have a superstar seth rollins i have if I'm not going to play with fate if Brian gets hurt or not. But let's say if he doesn't get hurt, that's another superstar, right? And now i got a superstar Bray Wyatt I can build around. A made man Bray Wyatt. Made man Bray Wyatt. Made man Bray Wyatt. Not, uh, don't forget, also one more thing to forget. Remember going into WrestleMania 32, Triple H won the world championship going into 32 at the Royal Rumble, right? Mm -hmm. Who was last eliminated? Dean Ambrose. Yep. Maybe 32 is Triple H versus Dean Ambrose for the championship, and Ambrose gets put over. But I think uh, what I'm saying is, long story short, the 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 biggest one of the biggest criticisms of that time period as fans was Vince kept pushing the old guys. 
didn't double down on the young guys he has now. Also, 32 was the was the um, beginning of the women's evolution because it was Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha in the triple turn match, which should have main evented and maybe in this timeline does main event the show, right? So mm. I, I just feel like... Trips versus Dean Ambrose probably would still main event. Probably, probably. <laughs> but, uh, but anything's possible situation. I guess long story short, what I'm saying is Vince ain't going to make a change without seeing a reason to make it. Mm-hmm. Right? If Brock's leaving the, in the scenario, because you can't... It, Brock's going to do what he wants. You cannot change Brock's mind. When he has his mind made up, he's going to go. If Brock's gone in the scenario, if Taker's made his mind up that I'm gone in the scenario, then Vince got to double down with what he got. It's, if yeah. His hand is forced. Exactly. And I think that would be better... It may not be better for the monetary business in the meantime, but I think Vince also is is a for as much of I don't want to I don't want to sound like I'm 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 you know I'm I'm giving fellatio and call him a visionary, but he sees things that aren't there, right? He he can see where things are going before they go. He's, he does. He's shown he's shown that has propensity to have to do that over his 40, 50 year booking career. I feel like he can see, well, we're heading in a place where this is going to be better for all of us. WrestleMania is going to sell out no matter who's main eventing. It could be a triple threat between yeah. us three. It's still going to sell out. <laughs> so let's, so let's do record numbers. Do yeah, record numbers. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> let's, let's take you to Vince. Vince Vince's a, a visionary statement from Vince then from uh, why Lesnar ended the streak. And a, and a quote from him it was was to significantly enhance Lesnar's formidability to set up the next WrestleMania event. So, so he Lesnar ended the streak to set up the next WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Who were the beneficiaries of the next WrestleMania? Mostly Seth Rollins, but also Roman Reigns. And who are the Can, biggest stars of today? Yeah, do they get there? Do they get there if they don't have the Brock Lesnar that ended the streak? To, Roman doesn't to, to get a rub from. I don't Roman think Roman does. doesn't. Well, no, it does it. It does it in my timeline. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but that uh, that shows um, um, a very clear kind of mindset that Vince has. That there's no, there's never an end game. There's never an end game to to him. There's never um, a storyline or a, a business end game. Everything is done to set up the next move, the next, yeah. the next chess piece. It's, yeah. and that's why he will always be way smarter uh, than than ninety nine percent of all wrestling fans because we look at wrestling as there is an end point. We want our person as the champion. That's our goal. He's thinking two, three, four, five steps ahead of that. Well, what what will this person as champion do for the next person as champion? What will they do for that person as champion? It's it's yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant thinking. It really, really is. It it's it's that's actually astounding thinking. Yeah, there can't be an end game. It's it's it's, it's an epic, mm-hmm. and, and the, that's where that's the where characters fans... will, the characters will new characters be born and characters will mm-hmm. die, and the story has to continue forever. Yep. 
And, and that's where a lot of uh, the, the fans' rhetoric and mindsets fall down because they're saying, my guy or my favourite wrestler is being buried or they're not getting the push or they should be champion. But they're not thinking the long-term story. They're just thinking about what they want in that kind of, that singular point. And and that, that quote there just shows how, as Ray said, how visionary Vince, Vince McMahon actually is. Well, well, fans are only beholden to who they like. Mm-hmm. Vince is beholden to every wrestler's contracted in a company. And he's beholden to every wrestler who will be contracted to that company. And in many ways, he's beholden to every wrestler who was contracted to that company. And on top of that, he's beholden to every, every employee and every shareholder. So I'm a Roman Reigns fan. Honestly, all I really have to give a fuck about is Roman Reigns. I care about a lot more than that, but that really that's all I have to care about. You know what I mean? But Vince has Vince is on the hook to care about much like Tony Khan or Ghetto or Court Bauer or anybody else out here. Behold Scott Demore, they're beholden of Billy Corgan to all of their wrestlers. So when we talk about as fans talk about what we want and what we would do or wouldn't do, this right here, we're doing a whole what if about one scenario scenario. And all of us stopped at a certain point because we're fans. Doesn't matter what mm-hmm. we think. It's cool to talk about. Our opinions matter to us, but ultimately, it doesn't matter to the to the business and the greater good of the wrestling business. So Vince can't say, "Man, well, you know what? That WrestleMania 31 match, fantastic. I we're good now." No, because you got a show the next night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's just it's a completely higher level of thinking. That people at his level, and he's been the best at it historically, have to think on that we don't. And the sooner we can accept that, I'm not saying we can't still have our opinions or feel a certain way, but the second we can accept that dichotomy and that difference, man, it'll be a much better place around here. And, and, yeah. and that that kind of leads me to an, another thought about Vince is, do you think he ever gets time to to step back and and look at the things that he's, he's done. No. And look at the, the achievements he's, he's, he's done for the wrestling world. I mean, we all give every wrestling fan gives him grief. He's the devil incarnate for a lot of wrestling fans. But can you imagine just being uh, this, this, the focal point of so many of those major moments in wrestling and, and never having the time to look back and think, I did that. That was that was my idea. That was my kind of uh, my thought process that created this moment. Because he has to always be rolling onto the next show. Yeah. I hope I hope he gets the chance, but yeah, I don't I don't think he will. He'll work himself work. into the grave. That, uh, that that actually makes me feel quite sad. Yeah, that he doesn't get sad. that chance to to uh, have like that self reflection on on the things he's actually achieved in in the business. Yeah, and in the position he's in, the past doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We we just said that everything is about the future. So, mm-hmm. so, so, so yeah, what what happened a year ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago is completely irrelevant to what he needs to be thinking about. He's such a person that lives in the present and in the moment. And we joke about this, but even the people who are close to him tell you he doesn't sleep. That's not a joke. That's a real thing. He sleeps maybe two, three hours a night, maybe. But most importantly, he's the type of person that life moves so fast for him 
that he probably doesn't feel like he's missing anything because how can you miss what you lost if the second you turn around you got something new coming? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if, for example, you you maybe y'all don't maybe y'all haven't had this old adage over there across the pond, but there's so there's a joke here, but it's not a joke. It's true, but that if Bill Gates dropped a hundred dollar bill, he would lose money if he bent down to pick it up. That's how fast things move for him financially. That's Vince, right? You you don't have the time to think about man what just happened because something right now is embarking on something different, and mm-hmm. that's something that I can't. I maybe you guys maybe maybe Stevenage and Burnley is such a fast place that y'all <laughs> no. live like that, but I I can't. I can't, look my little my little eight hour day is is overwhelming for me. This man is working from five in the morning to three in the morning. I, I don't know. I like. I can't do it. Yeah, he's a machine. He's an absolute machine, and I, I, I can't even comprehend the amount of people that the WWE would need to employ to do all the jobs that Vince does when he does actually actually uh, pass away. That's a great point, and it. I don't even want to think about that. I don't even want to bring that up because you're never going to have a good portion of people who are going to be assholes like, yes, and fuck you. Those of you who are happy about that, fuck you. Like, legitimately. I don't wish nobody death. Death on nobody. Just because I don't like some decisions you made? No, man. Forget that. No, there's a bit bit too much of that Uh, you you see around. Yeah, it'll be a a terrible day for for more than one reason. But hopefully it's a long way away. So, anybody more to add to uh, if Brock didn't uh, beat the street? Any more kind of like footnotes? I had a couple more suggestions. Please. Okay. On who breaks it. Go for it. Okay. So, I want to I want test you out on the Just yeah, a yes or no on these or anything you want to, any, any thoughts you want to throw out on it. So, let me, let me just we test my throat. No, 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 no. <laughs> We've uh, veto, veto. We've covered Roman. <laughs> we've covered Bray. So, right, first one, Daniel Bryan. So the theory here is he goes on from WrestleMania 30 and his big moment and actually cements his status as, as um, well, top of the game, because 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 after after 30, it's it. It's kind of like that, isn't it? It's up and down his career until until he leaves. Uh, until he, he leaves, hurt. he gets hurt in May. Yeah, that, oh, that, of course that, he does. Yeah, yeah, that's the issue. That's, it. that's I, bullshit. I, one. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, he does I'm, come I'm, back I, with thirty-one. He comes yeah. back with thirty-one, but he gets hurt in May. Yeah, I, I think um, he doesn't need it. I think if if we're following a, 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 the timeline that he stays fit and he he then faces Undertaker at the next WrestleMania. That whole yes movement stuff and, and WrestleMania, uh, he could have rode that for years and he'd still be a massive star. So I don't think he needs that rub from uh, beating the streak. So I would veto that one. That's a veto. Hey, right, next next take, one. Real, real quick, real quick. Taker always wrestled better against smaller guys. So that would be a match that would be one of those. Oh, it'd be a great match. Mentors. But mm-hmm. I don't think he yeah. would win it. Okay, next one I've got is um the legend killer 
reprising his role and Randy Orton taking it. And my theory here is Randy, it's like a passing of the WrestleMania torch and suddenly Orton becomes unbeatable at WrestleMania. Mm. Interested. I think um, I'm in on that. It wasn't, wasn't the, the rumor in innuendo that Orton was actually slated to be that person who beat the streak. Was it? And as it and as it I got closer to as it got close to WrestleMania, he Orton felt a lot of pressure, and he actually said, "No, I don't know if I'm I'm the guy for this." Um, not saying that he influenced Vince to to change the booking, but he certainly threw uh, that kind of doubt in, into Vince that that ended up with him not not winning the winning the match, but. Yeah, I think that would have been a cool passing of the torture. Um, I, yeah, I, I'd go with that. I, I like that. There's a story on one of the untolds. It may have been the untold of that, but it was it was definitely an untold with about Randy Orton and Undertaker uh, on the network, where Orton says one of his biggest regrets in his career is that the night before WrestleMania 21, when they wrestled. Taker took off an hour or whatever of time for them to go through over their match. And Randy decided to go out and get drunk and get fucked up. Mm-hmm. And he felt like he said he's, he's been trying to make it up to Taker ever since. Randy was not in the headspace to, at that point, to be given something that big. Only reason he got the title cha- the championship was because Brock left and they wanted to erase him from the mem- from their memories of the, the, the so youngest champion. Yeah, champ. to be the youngest champion, yeah. Yeah. So he was not ready at that time. Now, though, if you if you full circle, I I, I would like that. That would be mm-hmm. a pretty cool. And especially role. if it happens at, at thirty one, giving it a decade between the two matches, like yeah. that. Ray said they go with uh they do like those kind of changes over a decades. That would have made a lot of sense. I'm glad you like that one. That was one of my favorites. Uh, I got two more. So I was looking at the roster of the time of, of around about um, WrestleMania 32 onwards. And it's and... gone with big cast. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone Rusev. Ooh. I don't think Rusev ever had the gravitas of the company to do it, but damn if he wouldn't be a great candidate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thinking create, creating a, 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 you know, a monster out of him. Uh, well, well, doing doing what they did for Brock mm-hmm. with Rusev. If they believed in him that much, that would be a great springboard. I'm, I can see that. I don't know if it would happen, but I can see it. Okay. Yeah. That that was that was that was um, clutch, clutching at straws there. Looking at the roster, he was the one that stood out as potentially. All right. Final one. He never loses it. That was always always should have been an option. Always should have been. My biggest fear. That was my biggest fear. Was that he he never lost it. You think that's a disaster if he? I think, he never I think it. it's a waste of a career. It's a waste. Yeah, so okay. it's a waste of a waste of rub. What's the point Absolutely. of of what's the point of of everything? Every streak is meant to be broken. If it in in a situation like that, what's the point? Who did you put over? What did you do for the business? Mm-hmm. And it, it totally goes against that that uh, quote that you said about Vince that he's always looking for what's going on next. I don't think they would have been um, that finality to to uh, take his career by being unbeaten at WrestleMania because nothing is better. Nobody benefits from that 
apart from Undertaker, and he's going to retire. And consequently, I think the biggest damage he did to his career was not retiring after he ended after the streak was mm-hmm. ended, Definitely. because you basically made the streak look moot at that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, especially when you then feigned retirement so many times afterwards and then kept coming back for one last ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't like that one either, but it is it is a potential it is a potential. It mm-hmm. is a it is a what if. And imagine if he imagine if it was the streak was still active now and it was just fought every year through cinematic matches. Yeah, I mean he could film them like in yeah. a block, just film about five of them and just have yeah, the, yeah. the next half decade of, of matches all covered. It'd be I'm interesting. Not, I'm not against Taker doing cinematic matches every WrestleMania. I'm okay with that as long as it's outside of the canon of regular, regular, the regular wrestling. But to throw one more in there to you, I think AJ would have been a good one to shout, but a healthy Samoa Joe would have been a very good oh, shout. Yeah. Oh, you, you snake in the grass. After I pitched Samoa Joe as one of my (laughs) faces of my newly formed company, and you went, no, that motherfucker's always injured. (laughs) And you're pitching him as the man who beats the streak. Time out. Time out. Wow, the worm has turned, people. The The worm has turned. The parameters of the draft were people who were released (laughs) in the past year. So we were talking of the parameters of the past year. And Samoa Joe has been concussed for about 17 months. <laughs> so that's a little different than in 2014. <laughs> I am offended. I am offended at that. <laughs> hey, hey, this is a great topic, Tali. And great ideas. You know, yeah, it really was. I like it. I enjoyed I like that. It. I wish I'd come with a fantasy book in. I didn't uh I wasn't expecting that. I love and I love listening to them both, listening well, to them both. But but that again is is what makes this kind of reiteration of Badlands so interesting because we all three look at one simple question with three totally different kind of viewpoints and we go on three totally different kind of tangents. Event we we arrive at essentially the same point with the the Roman beating the streak or the Bray beating the streak that kind of thing, but. But the way we approach it is, yeah, that that for me has been the most interesting thing about this kind of revamp of, of Badlands, just how different our uh, approaches are to to answering the the yeah. question. But fi- final question then: you, you say we all arrived at the same point. Was Brock ending the streak the right thing? It, it is the is the actually is actually the original what if the best scenario or is one of the scenarios we put forward better i mean we we've got the the massive benefit of hindsight uh and we can't really tell if our scenario would pan out i mean we we haven't accounted for injury we haven't accounted for fan backlash uh we haven't accounted for any of that stuff um but i think that you you guys made a huge point about how it made Brock so untouchable that it made him such a uh, a force in wrestling. I think it was the right thing to do. I think Brock was the guy to 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 break the streak. 
um, and the kind of like butterfly effect and the roll on of the the rub that people have uh, have got from Brock, even years and years down the line, because of of this point when Brock was became the, the essentially the 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 beast incarnate. I think it was uh, yeah, I think it's absolutely the right person to to break that streak. But Ray says no. No, I agree. I agree <laughs> completely. I think it was the right thing. I think it was the right thing, the right time. Um, Taker's most enduring nickname was the Phenom, right? And I think not Booker of, Red. Well, um, that was, that's, that's me, Mark's. That's me, Mark's most enduring nickname. Um, but I think so much of that Phenom uh, aura comes from WrestleMania. And so I think that WrestleMania needed a new phenom to be built around with Taker dwindling. And I think if you look at 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, Brock was that phenom, right? So in 31, he's in a title match. 32 is different. Blah, blah, blah. 33, he's in a title match. 34, he's in a title match. 35, he's in a title match. 36 to the title match. So it's like, you know, and in all of these matches, 36, he puts over Drew. 35, he puts over uh, Seth. 34, don't want to remember that. 33, <laughs> he gets his win back against Goldberg, which is necessary, right? But like all of these major things are happening. Um, so yes, I think it was the right move. Uh, I just hate every, I hate that it didn't work the way it should have worked. I hate that Taker got hurt. I hate that he felt that he had to come back. I hate all of this, that, that. I hate that they that that Brock last minute, the morning of WrestleMania said, yeah, I'm resigning. Like, things didn't work out like they should have afterwards, but that doesn't mean that that catch point, what, shout out to catch point, by the way, if those of you wrestling fans know what I'm talking about. That catch point was, it doesn't mean it wasn't right. I think it was the right thing. Right time, mm -hmm. right thing. Yeah. And loop, loop it, looping back to the start, we were saying he's probably going to end up on the Mount Rushmore, and it is this this run that puts him there, isn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, maybe he's great this, before. This run cements him, but in two years, Brock did what most wrestlers don't do in twenty. True. Yeah. So this run cements everything that was done in that, in that two years. Well, I think that was a, a another banging topic. Uh, we 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 really hit it out of the park with these. So, Ray, you've got some uh, got some big shoes to fill, uh, sir, with your your topic for next week's episode. So I have two. I'm going to let you guys decide. You only get one. You only get to pick one. Well, I'm not going to pick it. Y'all are. Okay. So, and then I'll save the other one for the next time I come up. How about that? So you're booking your next two. Hey, baby. I'm in the thing. All right, here are the two. And yes, for the record, I I googled some ideas, but great ideas. Idea number one. That's better um, from the screen. Um, what if Vince McMahon lost the steroid trials okay. and went to jail? Mm. Number two. What if WCW was run as a secondary brand company 
in WWE. Because remember, when they bought WCW, the idea of Raw versus SmackDown yeah. was supposed to be WWE and WCW. What if that actually happened? Well, essentially, run as a company post um, buyout. Yes, underneath the WWE umbrella. Yeah. Uh, wow. I mean, there's uh, an obvious path for, for the, the steroid one. Um, Is that, it, though? I mean, for me, the, there's, there's an obvious kind of timeline that would happen. Uh, but that WCW one, that's... That's pretty interesting. I'm trying to do my best rock eyebrow on the camera. Yeah. I'm 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 airing towards the WCW one. Mm-hmm. I do like the other one and we should we should go back to the other one as well. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen and everybody in between, next week, what if WCW continued to run under the WWE umbrella? Great 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 topic. That's going to be um, a good one. It'll be uh, very, very interesting to to kind of essentially book WCW under under WWE. So yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to look at. Um, so and, that's next week, and let's do it like this, just so we can have one starting point. Vince has to buy WCW, and we have to start. Well, maybe we can start from from. He buys WCW. I was going to say we have to start from WCW Monday Nitro, the Booker T and Buff Bagwell match at the end. <laughs> but maybe that's not fair. What Do, do you guys want to come up with some universal starting point? Or I, I do think you want to just take it how you want to take it? I think the starting, point ha- the starting point has to be the simulcast, surely. I was going to go further than that, but that's cool too. Okay, we can do that. We could do some simulcast. Yeah. It's the simulcast mm. where, where where Shane appears on the yeah yeah. yeah, yeah I, 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 I McMahon, but it's not Vince; it's Shane McMahon. I, yeah, I think that should be the starting point. Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. because that that was when we as fans knew it was happening. I suppose that the WWE had bought their competition. The only reason I the only reason I'm I'm bringing bringing up as a question is because that's when WCW, WWE bought WCW, but that's not the the what if? The what if is when they were starting the second brand. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I yeah. get that, but um... no, that's not, the, and that's all post. That's all post invasion. I mean, it, it, it's it's your topic. At the end of the day, you no, you our set, topic. you set you set. I mean, you brought it to the table, so you set the parameters. Where well, where do you think it will be? Uh, the, the best kind of starting point do you want to start at the point where we as fans knew that that uh that WWE had bought WCW and that they were going to envelop the 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 company um or do we start when WCW is a thing uh or WWE WCW is a thing so i think there's more threads to go and it may be more fun for us if we start from the from the simulcast, but where my mind was going originally from this topic was after the invasion ended. Mm-hmm. And the reason that's an important point in my mind is because from that moment in 99 or in 2001 until the, the invasion ends, which is what, a year and a half, maybe two years, there's so many wrestlers that didn't come over yet. Yeah. Right? So, but after the invasion, 
there's a full that's the whole reason there was a brand split because there was the whole full roster of both companies we got to mm-hmm. put them somewhere so that's that was my thinking but i'm fine with the from a simulcast because I, that gives more options i think i confused the timeline a little bit so so the WWE's version of WCW wasn't until after the invasion. WWE, the invasion was pretty much after WrestleMania. So Shane bought Shane bought WCW, and they made it a part of Shane and Vince's feud to WrestleMania mm-hmm. 17. Yeah. At yeah. At the match of WrestleMania 17, by the way, shout out in Houston. When he comes <laughs> out, he shouts out the WCW wrestlers in in a box. At the Astrodome, right? Yeah. Later on, they try the last match of Raw being Booker versus uh, Buff and yeah, Scott. Uh, but, but even before that, I think, um, don't you see Lance Storm being the first well, crossover yeah. wrestler? Well, so, yeah. So, he comes in and, and, and interferes in a match. The, the invasion happens first <laughs> because you you start seeing people from people random ECW wrestlers come. Booker T's first appearance was in that match with um, Stone Cold versus Jericho versus Voldemort, and he slides in and drops Stone Cold on the table, and the table does he lands on the thing and messes up his back. That's why he doesn't wrestle for so long. So the invasion happens first before they try the WCW thing. Mm-hmm. Before they try it as a as a show, I believe. I think that's right. So, um, so the, the the reasoning why I mean I can the reasoning why I think the simulcast would make a good jump off point is because you get that whole um, that whole uh, monologue from from Vince about what he's going to do with the company. I agree. I, I, well, I agree now. I think whether he's just going to keep the tape library and just watch it himself, whether he's going to uh, bring over the wrestlers, because he, he mentions a, sh- a shitload of the wrestlers uh, to like different cheers and pops. Uh, so I think that we can use that as a starting point. But I also like the fact that uh, we, we've we got the invasion, and I'm sure if we started the, the simulcast, the invasion may still be a thing that happens. Uh, but I think it, there's more legs to, to have ideas if we start exactly that that kind of fulcrum point of the of the simulcast. Well, the beauty is we have the pin and the penis mightier than the sword. Wow. The, that wrong? Mas- the masculine tox- toxicity. I said that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end. What a way to end. So so yeah, next week's episode, folks, will be uh WCW uh what what if they were run as a, a WWE umbrella brand? Um so yeah, um Tolly, time for your favorite part of the week. Give us that outro. Well do we want to do do, uh, do we want to give our Twitters first before he goes on? No, he, that's all him. He does oh, that. Oh, <laughs> okay. He doesn't Hello. trust me not to fuck it up. I b- I believe in you, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, firstly, thank thanks everybody for tuning in again, downloading and and listening. I hope really hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, I hope you agree that this is this is going really well as a as a format, and looking forward to next week's discussion on on WCW and 
all the discussions we're going to have in the future um it's a it's a, it's a privilege that, that 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 you listen and uh and enjoy the show um you can find us um over on twitter uh lord magsy here is over at pod father mags um you can follow him over there and he's got an abundance of podcasts all over the place covering every topic you would wish to have a podcast on five rounds pod on the on ufc and mma you've got um he's over on radio techers covering f- football soccer um oh, he's... <laughs> I <you> said that. <laughs> Uh, as as well as as well as the number of 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 other wrestling podcasts as well, such as such as the brilliant Chain Wrestling. Happy birthday, Chain Wrestling! One year old, fantastic. Uh, we've got um, Ray Cash uh, is over at it's Ray Cash, and that is Ray as in Mysterio and Cash with a dollar sign. Hey, C A S H as in dollars. <laughs> exactly, uh, and Ray as well. He's all, all over Cheer Shop Radio, um, um, on the Outsiders Edge, you've got Bandwagon Nerds, um, and a, a, you've also got The Cash In, also on Radio Techers. Three Man Weave. Three Man Weave. Favorites. So these two are all over the place. I'm a, I'm a lot more exclusive. You can only find me here every <laughs> every Thursday. He's the Brock Lesnar of the show. He just rocks up for this, puts us over, and then waltzes off. Back to the farm. <laughs> if you do want to follow your Twitter, I'm at Raincounter. Um, most important of all, uh, if you're not already and you've just stumbled across this, go over to your podcast provider of choice and subscribe to Cheershot Radio Network where you can find all those lovely things and more. Um and including us every single Thursday. Um, also, head over to um, the, the 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 t-shirt company that I forgot. Oh, <laughs> Pro Wrestling Tees. That's Forward slash. Let's just quote Tyler. He's scared <laughs> that I'm going to fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> I believe uh, in you, Paul. Come on now, give give me a chance here. Give me a chance. I can- um lots of lovely uh merch goodies over there treat yourself treat yourself for christmas for the holidays or treat a loved one to some wonderful designs over on there or head over to the cheershot.com for um all your hard-hitting pro wrestling news and opinion it's great articles and obviously you can find links to all all these shows there as well um so once you've done all that um Enjoy the rest of your week. I hope you come back next week to listen again. Uh, We look forward to talking to you. Um, Always use your head. Take care, everyone. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.